there. I am Mr. Eternally Optimistic, and I'm so grateful to be vibing with you at this moment in time. My only intention here today is to be a facilitator of hope and that you will fill yourself with that hope rather than despair or any other less deserving attribute. Hope is light and it is airy, and maybe that's why it's said that hope floats. So release whatever is weighing you down so you can relax, lay back, and just float. Say these words, I am hope. Now take a deep breath and release the heaviness. And now you have magically arrived at that state. And the world is a much better place now because of it. How do you sustain that vibration though? It is much easier said than done, that is for sure. It's a constant state. It is a constant commitment to fill ourselves with hope because no one else can do that for you. So what are you hoping for? You know, adding belief to your hope only strengthens that vibration. You know, once again, everything is in divine order and sometimes patience is required for us to totally understand that and before our path can be made clear. That is if we beckon towards our high call, which is love. You know, one of the first self-help books I read decades ago was The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent. And it helped shape my thought processes to believe that positive thoughts um, are better than negative thoughts. Thoughts have power. But somewhere along the line, I learned that hope is more powerful. And just by tapping into that vibration, we'll start to diminish negative thinking. The key question is, how do we keep hope alive? Well, in my opinion, it begins with what you put your faith in or what we put our faith in. Mine is in the infinite one. So the possibilities are endless. We must be very, very careful, though, what we put our faith in. And it could be numerous things. And but you all and you have to always remember to leave open the possibility of a miracle happening. Something within us is constantly fighting against this reality and trying to create an alternate reality. And it's the ego. Uh, The ego is like a thief in the night and the daytime as well. It is a constant battle trying to shape a different reality. Um, And it's your true spirit that is trying to shine through and be the winner or hopefully is the winner. Thankfully, we have something interceding on our behalf, and that is the Holy Spirit to help guide us along within this battle, because it's really not just yours alone, but it is the Lord's. So long ago, I learned that you had to speak things into existence, that for something to exist, you must first believe in it and believe in yourself. So let me get this out of the way so I feel like I'm doing my job and tell you that you can do it. You can do, you can achieve whatever you're holding as your deepest dream within your heart. You know, sometimes those things could take a little longer than than what we hope or what we want, but hope must always be there. And that's why love always perseveres. You know, I know this to be true because it would be decades from the first time that I said I was going to write a book to the day I actually published my first children's book entitled The Dandelion Queen. 
which is available on Amazon. Throughout those years, though, my dreams had ebbs and flow. That dream had ebbs and flows, highs and lows. And, you know, just like challenges attempting to take away the hope and the belief and achieving that dream. And, you know, I would think something like, sure, I wanted to write a book, but the original thought came when I was a psychology student and I was thinking I was going to come up with a new psychological theory or something. And that's not outlandish or anything, but I, I eventually thought that I would write a memoir and that lasted some time, but maybe I was convinced I hadn't done anything to warrant that, you know? And so I think I eventually just wrote small motivational quotes for quite some time and, and just put them up on my website. So, but as I described in my first podcast, I was inspired um, when I was walking my daughter home from school to write a story about the dandelion. And 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 then and that story evolved into a story about hope and belief and with the, with the simple action of just making a wish. Um, when I began to write the story, though, it was just that, just a story. Somehow the thought became that I should turn it into a children's book. And it's just funny to watch how the steps unfolded now. I can look and clearly see that things are in divine order. Now, I have read lots of children's books to my four children over the years and actually would often say I should write a children's book um, because I thought I could do better than some of the bedtime stories I was reading. I don't know if I was ever totally serious that I was going to write a, a children's book or how that superseded me writing a memoir, but I think I can look back at it now and to see that there was a divine presence setting me up to walk in a higher level of love. Um, and I believe I was encouraged. I believe now I look back and it's the archangel Ariel. Um, and that's because she's the archangel over nature, right? And then the book touches on the heart of the human condition. Um, hindsight is twenty twenty, but I can see that there was some hope along this path because it was really just the timing. It really did kind of come out of nowhere. Um, I remember being inspired and now I know where the inspiration came from. It would take me many more years and some other situations occurring before solidifying my understanding. Um, but now I know that there are angels out there trying to help us. And that's exactly what I felt like happened to me. You know, I would not have even been comfortable talking like this at that time. This is only, what, 10 years ago or so, less than 10 years ago. I guess it's just a natural progression. You know, maybe I'm a little more courageous. You know, maybe I'm not as fearful as I used to be. I mean, maybe even showing up on a microphone speaking like this, I'm obviously a little more courageous than I was in the past because I'm not sure I would have been doing this either. But I know that I have more wisdom now, and that's probably because I've circled the sun a couple more times. You know, if I if I have been called to the witness stand, I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. We are not alone because God will send us angels to help guide and protect us. But we have to be willing to listen. Listen, I'm not an expert, but I think we must be in a higher state or a higher vibrational essence, maybe even tuned in, fine tuned to love which once again is our high call. I know for me, this, this, all of this would have been very difficult to differentiate at the time um, or discern. Um, I, it would have been very difficult to tell where the feeling was coming from because it was just a magnificent spring day. And I was walking my daughter home from school um, and I'm holding her hand 
And I'm, I'm sure I'm full of gratitude. It's an amazing, amazing spring day in the Pacific Northwest. And it's almost indescribable. You, you have to actually experience it because it's like it's inside of you. And that's how the spring days are here. It's such an amazing experience. So, but, but more when my daughter bent down and picked up the dandelion and blew on it, I just felt like I was caught in this magical moment. And, you know, some might say it was mother nature right there. Other, others will say it was the archangel Ariel. And I'm believing, I'm understanding now why, why she is known as the lioness of God. Um, this moment was a catalyst for me to finish a goal I had spoken about so long ago, um, because right after this, I started writing a story about a dandelion, and that became my first book. I had just completed reading the, uh, the book, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, which talked about the true life force being in all things, including plants and animals. It, it just now seemed that I, I was being led into a deeper understanding of the ego and and how it needs to judge, label, and condemn. You know, the, the dandelion just bask in the sunlight, oblivious to what anyone else thinks. I mean, it helps that it doesn't have an ego and doesn't know any better. It just radiates the true life force and believes it's an agent of hope and a carrier of dreams and wishes. You know, once I arrived at that understanding, I admired and wanted to be like the dandelion. To just stand in my divine oneness, holding no judgment on anyone or anything, but most importantly, not letting anyone else's opinion about me alter my stance in love. Just like the dandelion, I, there are many people out there consider me to be a weed or something less than my true divine essence. But not only is it a beautiful flower, it, it turns into a beautiful wispy fluff that has entertained more wishes probably than all plants and flowers combined. It also must be the most common first flower given to a mother from a child, which ultimately produces love and adoration. One final nudge during this little angelic encounter, as I'm calling it now, was to write the book under the name Mr. Optimistic, which I immediately thought of as just a pen name. I didn't realize it was a grand step into me actually becoming Mr. Eternally Optimistic. So I'll, I'll share the story with you. This is the story about the Dandelion Queen, um, and it is from the heart. Once upon a time, not too long ago, a little girl named Grace was walking through a meadow the task at hand was not to play, but to find the perfect flower to give her mother for her birthday. She looked and she looked, but nowhere could she find a symbol of beauty, both gentle and kind. She wandered just a little bit more until her legs were tired and her feet were sore. Suddenly, out of the corner of her eye, Grace did spy a feathery surprise. It was shaped like the moon or even the sun. But most of all, it looked like fun. Grace thought that she should make a wish because she wanted to share her true heart's kiss. She closed her eyes and gently blew on the pillowy petals which flew out of view. Grace stood there for a moment, hoping her wish would come true. A new baby brother, all dressed in blue. 
She opened her eyes and saw yellow flowers everywhere. Then the dandelion queen suddenly appeared. Her gown sparkled with diamonds and gold. Her beauty was truly a sight to behold. The dandelion queen spoke in a kind, loving voice. I am here to grant the wish of your choice. All the dandelion here are from me. I created them for all the world to see. All I ever wanted was for them to be a beautiful flower, to be greeted after an April shower. But all they do is put it down and call it names on this I do frown. Some may even call it a weed, but it's far greater than that indeed. It's a sign of life and wishes coming true. And the only way to know this is to simply believe it too. When its pretty yellow petals change into little fuzzy flakes, the time has come for a wish to make. Now make a little wish. Any wish will do. The best part of a wish is the hope of it coming true. It's happy to be present as it stands there at ease. There's nothing more delightful than a cool summer breeze. It doesn't control its direction and path, and it didn't mean to land in anyone's grasp. To spread life all around is its given task, so a little compassion is all I ask. Grace was happy now that she'd seen the dandelion queen and heard her story. She now knew everything was a part of God's amazing glory. Grace was so excited that she ran all the way home. She didn't realize how far she had roamed. Then her mother asked Grace about her day and waited to hear what she had to say. Grace didn't even know where to begin, so she thought she would just sing a song about her newfound friend. Dandelion, dandelion, how beautiful you are. You are more amazing than a distant star. Dandelion, dandelion, no other flower will do. You are a gift from Mother Nature too. Dandelion, dandelion, humble and true. I wish the world would see the beauty within you. Dandelion, dandelion, you are a beautiful flower. Your nature is an awesome power. Dandelion, dandelion, I do see. I also found this beauty inside of me. Then Grace jumped into her mother's arms, the place where she had always been protected from harm. Happy birthday, mommy, this dandelion is for you. You can even make a wish on it too. Grace leaned forward to share her wish and whispered it to her mother with a loving kiss. She squeezed and hugged her mother tight, then hopped into bed without a fight. Just as Grace laid down her head, her mother knelt by her bed. Grace, I have something to say. You actually have a new baby brother on the way. It seems like your dandelion wish has come true. And now you can help me paint the other room blue. Grinning from ear to ear, Grace squeezed her mother tight and whispered to her mother in the dandelion queen, good night. Just as Grace was able to change from looking at the dandelion as just a plain yellow ordinary weed, my hope is that all who read this take away a message of the beauty, beauty that lies within and beneath it all. Beauty can be seen in everything that God has created if only we stop judging. Hope and belief go hand in hand, and it starts with believing in ourselves. Belief and hope are the catalysts on which dreams are made and come true. Just as a child takes that first step by making a wish and blowing on a dandelion fluff, 
we can take the first step by connecting to the divine source and filling ourselves with hope and belief that anything is possible. That is all the time I have for now. Thanks for vibing with me today. I am Mr. Eternally Optimistic, and all I'm hoping for is for the world to be one love united.